0: In the name of Jesus, today we're looking at all three of our readings together. We're looking at how they all relate to each other. Together they will strengthen our faith in Jesus, of course, that's the chief Benefit and Blessing of God's Word. But looking at these three readings together will also help us to defend our faith in Jesus. And this helps us when we are telling about Jesus to those who do not believe in him. And this defense of our faith fits with what Peter tells us. He says, In your hearts, keep Christ the Lord as holy. Always ready to make a defense to everyone who asks for a word about the hope that is in you. The Bible isn't just uh, important for information's sake. It's not important just because it's God's Word, or God's Word is just an idea, or that it's full of truth or rules to live by. God gifts us his holy word for our defense not just to defend us but to arm us all the armor that paul talks about in ephesians 6 is from god it's god's armor he gives that armor to you through his word each piece of armor comes from his word And that's most clearly seen in three of the pieces. The belt, the shoes, and the sword. The belt he gives is the belt of truth. As Jesus says, Father, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. The sandals, the shoes, are the readiness given by the gospel of peace. The gospel is the good news of what Jesus has done for you. And that's all laid out for us in God's word, the Bible. Finally, the sword. The sword of the spirit is itself the word of God. Now, God gifts us his armor through the word so that we withstand our true enemies. We're armed to withstand the schemes of the devil. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, physical enemies, but as Paul finally says, we wrestle against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Our enemies aren't physical, flesh and blood, Our enemies are spiritual. This spiritual nature of our enemies is actually clear, quite clear, when it comes to Genesis, the book of Genesis. It's not just that the world does it, we can actually fall into it too. Well meaning Christians are tempted by the schemes or methods of the devil. But how does this happen with Genesis? Well, first is, that, is to undermine that Moses is its human author. This method of the devil has been at work within some circles for a while now, some 140 years. And it's this method of the devil uh, why I, in the divine service, introduce the, the books from Genesis through Deuteronomy the way I do so for today. The first book of Moses, called Genesis. But the world really destroys Genesis by its belief that Genesis is not actual, factual history, but rather myth and legend. And because of this, many well-meaning Christians combat this as we should. We should defend the truth of Genesis, but they do so by making Genesis, Genesis 1 and 2, more of a science text. Genesis is true history, but making it a science text doesn't actually help our case. It's not actually why Moses was inspired by the Spirit to write it, and in doing so, this is one of those schemes of the devil. Moses faithfully recounts the first six days, seven days of the universe. And it's not science because science works by observation. Genesis is rather an historical record, what actually happened. It's not science because science can't observe or explain water that forms dry ground. Or that plants are created before the sun. Or that light is created from the dark waters. But that's actually what happened. Genesis tells us something science can never observe. That God created everything over six days by speaking. God spoke, then light. He spoke, then sky and space. He spoke, then dry land from waters. Each day, something new by speaking. And speaking things into existence, speaking things into reality. Well, that's what Jesus does. Today, he says... Your son lives. And it was so. It happened that very moment that Jesus said it. Just like in Genesis. God said, and it was so. Jesus said, your son lives. And the hour that Jesus said that, the fever left the ruler's son. Through John, the Gospel of John, and specifically John 4 today, the greatest truth of Scripture we see is not that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The greatest truth of God's Word is the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Son of God dwelt among us to save us. To be near with his cheer, never will he leave me, as we just sang. Jesus is Lord over creation. Not just with healing the ruler's sick son. Because, as we're told, Jesus is at Cana, where he turned the water into wine. Jesus proves who he is, God. But not just any God. The God who created the universe by speaking. And that's why he healed the sick boy, not by being there or touching him or any other way, like Jesus healed many other people, but by speaking. Jesus proves he's God by what he does, and that means everything for our Christian faith. It means everything because now Jesus isn't some moral teacher or some religious guru. He's not a miracle worker, a spiritual magician at our every whim, or even some legend or myth. The gospels too recount actual history. And what's written about what he does shows us who he is. Jesus speaks, and what he says happens just like what happens in Genesis. But it's not just this healing today that proves who Jesus is. It's his own death and his resurrection, too. Chiefly that. He was dead, and then he wasn't dead anymore. Lots of people saw him dead, and lots of people saw him when he wasn't dead anymore. And he died and rose, just like he said he would. As the psalmist says, he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. And if he died and rose again, then the reasons he did it, well, those are true too. As Jesus himself reveals, he dies to save us from our enemies, to pay for our sins, to defeat our death. He'll raise you too. That's his promise. What he says happens. The ruler's sick boy lives, he himself rose from the dead. You'll rise too. That's the comfort we have, as we sang in the last stanza of our hymn. Jesus proves he's God by what he does. And that means everything for our Christian faith. And it really does affect everything, it affects even how we read and understand the Bible. Jesus is God who does things by speaking. And so that means Genesis records for us exactly what we confess in the Nicene Creed about Jesus. By him, all things were made. Jesus turned water into wine. So also Genesis. Let the waters be gathered together and let dry land appear. Let the waters teem with living creatures. The waters produced land and all the water animals according to the will and word of Jesus. So also the Lord Jesus uses water today to make you new, to recreate you. Through holy baptism, water combined with God's word, we are baptized into Christ. And Paul tells us if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Gift given by Jesus at the font received by faith. Jesus proves he's God by what he does, and that means everything for our Christian faith. And that means when it comes to Genesis, we believe it's true, not just because we believe it's true, but because Jesus claimed to be the God who did all that stuff, and he came back to life from the dead on the third day sort of proves his point. So also we, we believe what we do about our origins as human beings, the origins of the universe, not on the basis of what we dig up, but on the basis of what's never been dug up, the body of Jesus. And this is the word that routs the devil, that destroys the his methods, his schemes. This is the true sword of the Spirit, the message, the gospel that rescues us and defeats our enemies. Even Genesis is part of the gospel, telling us who Jesus is and what he does to save us. It's this word of Jesus that saves us from our spiritual enemies. Even the schemes of the devil himself That's what we'll sing next week. One little word can fell him, the devil. God's word gets you to the Jesus point. All scripture points you to him and him alone. And Jesus turns us back to all of God's word with a greater understanding of who he is for us, to save us. And this strengthens our faith in him. And we need to be at the Jesus point. To be where he is. For where he is, there he saves. Just like for that ruler. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him. Jesus himself saves us from our spiritual enemies. God the Father, as Paul says, has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. In Him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And all of this redemption and delivery and transfer happens in a specific place, exactly where and how Jesus says. He is exactly where He's promised to be, does what He's promised to do. Calvary, empty tomb, font, there, new creation, altar, there, His body and blood for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. Jesus proves He's God by what He does. And that means everything for our Christian faith. That's what our readings taken all together tell us. That's what Jesus is telling us through these readings. And it really means that Genesis through Revelation tell us all about who Jesus is and what he does for you and what he does for all. In the name of Jesus.